Hi, this is Ben from Back to the Futurama. Usually we try to keep things pretty PG around here due to the heightened emotions in this episode. There will be a little bit of language. It's all going to be bleeped out. Just expect that there will be some uh, bleeps in today's episode. With that, let's talk about Jurassic Bark. I'll never forget him. But he forgot me a long, long time ago. Time ago. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season four, episode seven, Jurassic Bark. We finally made it to it, friends. And I think there's just so much going on in this episode that we should just skip the opening bit because most of the time they're bad anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, no, it is something that we've, I mean, we started talking about this episode in our very first episode. Oh, like, that's we clear. Have been, Th- we've made it. We finally made it. It feels like we made it. All right. To I guess I am going episode. Sing. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this f***ing episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're just going to test that disclaimer out real fast, huh? <laughs> Look, man. This episode gives me some feels. I mean, I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. Like this, I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even talked about the episode yet. Yeah, let's just get right into it. All right. Uh, so we start off the episode at the robot arms apartments. Uh, Bender and Fry are working at on their uh, Bender's compartment based magic for a med, uh, talent show. A thing that we've never known him to be interested in before. But okay, uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, Bender does a trick with a newspaper and fake milk into his compartment, and then he throws the newspaper into the garbage at, that he was using, and Fry sees that archaeologists discovered an intact 20th century pizzeria. The milk is totally leaking out of Bender's compartment as well, which because he's a great magician. Uh-huh. He just pours it into his compartment. That's why they call him Bender the Great. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, they decide to go to the exhibition, uh, which is called Treasures of the Stupid Ages. It's got some... The the only thing in the background here I really wanted to point out is that there is a display of corpolites from the New York Knicks, which, for those who don't know, is fossilized poop. Oh, I didn't know that. Neat. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've got some fossilized New York Knicks poop. I think that's an important thing to keep an eye on. Is, yep. That's, is what, that that's so. the thing I said. Need to have a, a crossover episode mm-hmm. with our good friends, uh, Stool Pigeons. Uh, we sure do. About the New York Knicks specifically. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes we are at the museum where they have the pizzeria reconstruction uh they see artifacts like the wooden pizza paddle used to discipline the dis- delivery boy by paddling his butt that delivery boy animatronic looks a whole lot like fry it's, it's a it's a similarity fry mm-hmm. notices for sure it's true and he, then at that point he realizes this isn't just 
any pizzeria. It's Panucci's Pizzeria. That so that means the wooden pizza paddle wasn't just for for paddling his butt. It was also for moving pizzas and killing rats. And so Fry points this out to this woman who's like, "Hey, <laughs> I took this whole afternoon course and have a book about a, a Harlequin romance novel about an archaeologist." <laughs> He's like, "Don't wave your fancy degree at me," which I love the fact that that is a fancy degree. I mean, he is a a, a dropout, so. Yeah, and so then he sees this shelf full of things, uh, petrified sausages, old Mr. Patelli, and also a dog. And the moment he sees this dog, he kind of has this, like, freak out. A little, yeah. Like, he just gasps, and then we get this flashback to, to August 1997. We see a dog that kind of fits the same... It, it's the same dog, let's be honest. Um, it's it's skin and bones. It's very skinny, and he's just hungrily watching Fry attempt to deliver a, a pizza to the uh, Mister Seymour Asses, which Fry totally believes is a real name. Mm-hmm. And the then pe- the person on the other side of the intercom is that no one lives here and never will be. And then uh, Fry sits down in an alley to eat this joke pizza that somebody delivered. Uh, I like to sit down in alleys and eat a lot of things, so I get it. It's the national pastime. Some people tell you it's baseball. It's not baseball. It's sitting down in alleys and eating things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog comes up to him, kind of whimpering. He's very clearly hungry. Uh, Fry gives him some pizza and names him Seymour after Seymour Asses. Well, because if anybody asks, this is Seymour Asses, so that his pizza delivery was a success. He did it. That's traditionally moving the goalpost. <laughs> A textbook example. A textbook example of moving the goalpost is naming a dog Seymour Asses to feed him pizza so it looks like you've fulfilled your delivery. Mm -hmm. Uh, He then uh, gives him another slice of pizza and then gets on his bike uh, saying goodbye and live long and prosper. And the important thing to note, too, is that Fry feels this immediate connection with Seymour. Mm -hmm. Like He's like, we understand each other. People think you're just a dumb mutt who smells bad, can't find a girlfriend, and... Uh, smells bad. No, I wrote that twice. I don't think he says that twice. <laughs> he could, very well could. Maybe. Who knows? I was too busy dealing with emotions this episode. Um, uh, we are so early in this episode and the emotions have already hit. Hey, look, we're like two scenes into this and we're already seven minutes. Like, th- we're Wait, I forget. Is that good bo- or no, bad? No, we're booking it. Usually, <laughs> usually we're not past the title sequence in about nine. That's true. So, well, we I usually have a terrible opening bit first. It's true. If it feels like we're just cruising through this episode, it's because we have some serious emotions and uh, some surprises later on that we need to get to. So. Yeah, we didn't even tease those yet. So we're, we are <laughs> booking it. Um, yeah, so Seymour sees uh, Fry bike away, but, but runs after him. It cuts back to the present day, i.e. the future, mm-hmm. uh, because that's always a weird shifting of verb tenses it sure is uh fry immediately just smashes into the glass case and tries to steal the fossilized dog well bender also says it's the least appetizing calzone he's ever seen which is to be honest true man now i want a calzone the one that looks like seymour as a fossil no just a regular calzone what's in that calzone spinach onions green peppers a lot of cheese, uh, some tomatoes, okay, 
It's my usual. Maybe some spinach. Spinach, get Ooh. some iron in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that iron. Yeah. It's important stuff. Pound of cilantro. Anyways. Oh, you've ruined it. <laughs> so, you've ruined it forever. Um, and also, seven pounds of pepperoni. Take that, Ben. Oh, the no. joke's on me. You like pepperoni. So, uh, back at Planet Express, uh, Fry is really upset that uh, they wouldn't let him have his dog back. Like, it's his dog. Yeah. No question about it. They just threw him out. The professor suggests for him to protest. <laughs> It cuts to the uh, <laughs> front of the museum where Fry is doing his native dance, his people's native dance, the hustle. I, I do want to point out that he starts with a sign that says, give back my pet rock. <laughs> and then they have a like a, a protest chant called, what do you want? Fry's dog. When do you want it? Fry's dog. But then they all cheer like they're into it. Yeah, I think Fry's... Uh, wrote it and then they're like yeah okay whatever um, also i hadn't noticed the the pet uh give me back my pet rock sign until <laughs> i watched it just now it's a very good little detail uh so yes he he then does the hustle and we flash back to july 1998 the summer of i still know what you did last summer fry is biking along and uh, on his way back from a delivery singing walking on sunshine and seymour is sitting in this very Specific spot right in front of Panucci's Pizza. And as soon as he hears Fry, he starts barking along to Walking on Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fry's like, right here waiting for me, just as always. Just, li- <laughs> just like that huge mushroom in my shower. Yep. I like Seymour more than huge mushrooms in showers. That's gonna, fair. Gonna Although, go on the record. Okay. Well, we haven't uh, tasted... We, we only know of... We, we've seen Seymour, but we only know of the mushroom... We don't have eyes on this mushroom yet. So you're saying before a real comparison can be made, we need to get some eyes on that shower mushroom. Exactly. Okay. No, that's fair. I mean, I was hasty. It could be like a Super Mario, like you grab it and you grow super big. Mm-hmm. It could be a portobello. Also good. I it like both of It could be a psychedelic mushroom. No experience. It could be poison. There are four things it can be. Hmm. Three of them are two of them are very good, one of which is debatable, and one is poison. I like those odds. It's good odds. 75% you have at least a decent idea of what's gonna happen. Be right back. Gonna go eat a shower mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh i have no i I have no way to continue that bit shower mushrooms aside um fry fry very clearly loves this dog Mm -hmm. and mr panucci even is like super into the dog yeah uh seymour is the pizzeria's mascot and uh after he's uh been swimming in the sewer uh old man panucci dries this the water off of him with dough with the the pizza dough uh-huh mm-hmm. and then just goes right back to needing oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. he also sneezes on it at one point it's not the healthiest restaurant oh very not gross just gross awful oh it gets grosser because then it cuts to <laughs> <laughs> it sure does ben go it, on it cuts to seymour swimming around in the in the tomato sauce eating like meatballs and and uh, one of the maybe <laughs> grossest <laughs> it's very bad continue maybe grossest lines of all time uh fry's like it's cute how he can eat and swim at the same time he can do thing two things at once 
Oh wait, three things. Oh, gross. It's it's oh man. Just think about what the third third thing could be. I hope it's something sanitary like contemplating the works of Plato. It turns out he he's a master in calculus. He's just trying to solve He's trying to find the jump that sends him back home. <laughs> so wait. Yep. Seymour. Absolutely. Is Dr. Samuel Beckett. Yes. Okay. See, now this this adds another sad layer, doesn't it? I don't know <laughs> if that adds anything to this episode. Okay, that's, that's a fair uh, argument. Uh, <laughs> we end up going back to the present, and Fry, as he continues to hustle, is kind of losing energy, and his boombox shorts out because it's raining. The uh, person who is running the exhibit comes out and is like, look, we'd love to give you your dog back, but there's just too many things that your dog can teach us about dogs of your time. And Fry gives a very impassioned speech where he says his name was Seymour. He was once intimate with the leg of a wandering saxophonist. He had wet dog smell, even when dry, and he was not above chasing the number 29 bus. The number 29? Fascinating. Like that's the, all we need. Yeah, that's all they need. And they hand over the fossil. Easy. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Planet Express, where Bender is now using Zoidberg as his new magician's assistant. Uh, but Zoidberg, uh, in the cutting a, a man in half uh, trick jumps out of the one half saying i was in this half the whole time oh he's a bad assistant oh he's terrible fry comes in and he's like good news everyone which i love because it's like Mm -hmm. he's taken after his great 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 nephew and he's even standing next to professor and it turns out that because seymour was quote unquote fast fossilized Mm -hmm. uh let's not inspect that at all let's not the (laughs) the dna is still intact and so they can clone Seymour and Fry can get his dog back. Fry calls Seymour his best friend and Bender is saddened and he d- he ends up crying. Uh, it looks like what looks like tears, but they turn into blue helium balloons. <laughs> it's a good bit. And doves come out of his eyes and then his antenna turns into a bouquet of flowers. Uh, they go to the clonomat. Mm-hmm. It's the device that it's the same one that they used to that the professor used to clone Cubert. There's fact. even a smidge of toe. And so uh, it's at this point, it's also pointed out that in cases of fast fossilization, the brain is still intact so that you can scan the brain and then the clone will have all the memories of the original dog. And it'll be just like Seymour never left. The professor then tries to change the clonomat from human to dog. It's one of those little... uh, CNCs. Yeah. Um, But the apparatus is broken because he turns it to dog and this says, the dog goes... It may take a while to fix. And he just starts beating on it. Back in uh, December 31st, 1999, we get another flashback. The fateful day. Seymour doesn't want Fry to go, pulling on his pant legs. And uh, Fry says, just wait here till I come back. Mm-hmm. This is this is pretty much after uh, the shot for shot, the first episode, the very first part of the first yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with like bits of Seymour um, spliced in. Yeah. And then uh, Fry goes to the cryogenics lab. He gets frozen. There's a shadow of Fry in under mm-hmm. the desk this time, which I really like. There's also a little uh, nibbler's eye stalk comes out of the waste bin. And then he gets frozen, just like he did in the first episode. Uh, back at the man, we're really cooking through this episode, and there's a lot going on. 
but people want to get to that other other surprise content. It is exciting content, friends. Uh, so back at the robot arms apartment, Fry's setting up for uh, Seymour's arrival. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting dog toys and um, collars. Dog Bender's food. confused because he thinks it's all for him. Like, why'd you get me a subscription to the Daily Growl? That's not a journal of reputable opinion. It's true. It's but true. It's, all it's really Seymour. not. It's not a. It's not a journal of reputable mm-hmm. opinion. It's hardly a chew toy. Um, it is actually 100% a chew toy. My note here says Bender is getting hella jealous. He, oh, he's very jealous. Back on January 1st, 2000, the family, uh, the, the Fry's family is waiting uh, for Fry to arrive to have lunch. And New, New Year's brunch. Yes. And the, his dad is like, uh, the Y2K computers got him. <laughs> you remember Y2K? That I was, sure do. Mm-hmm. I think we've probably talked about Y2K on this I podcast mean, probably. before. I, my dad made me... Uh, he needed, For whatever reason, we all just needed to go reboot all con- of the computers <laughs> at his work at the time. In, in, uh, a- and I, I don't remember getting paid for that. So, hey, Dad, I know you're coming into town <laughs> soon, so if you could just... Write that check. Uh, Seymour comes in and he's wa- he's singing "Walking on Sunshine," and so they go. Like, oh, Fry must be there, but he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And so Seymour runs off to like try to get get them uh, to follow the, them. get them to follow him. And his dad's like, "Nope, not going out there. Don't want to die from the Y two K." And then they just they go back the com- in. He thinks the computers are going to ambush him. <laughs> so hilarious. I mean, he literally says that he thinks uh, calculators are going to turn into scud missiles. So, I mean, there there is some wild possibilities floating around in his head. Anyway, we go back to the present slash future. Amy and Leela are wrestling. Uh, they're practicing their wrestling moves in case an enemy knocks their gun out of their hands and it slides way across the room. Way over there. Bender shows up with a robotic dog called Robo Puppy trying to make Fry jealous. Robo Puppy commencing licking. I would uh, just stab Robo Puppy. It's very it's, transactional. Uh-huh. Robo Puppy beginning barking. It's not really working. Fry's not even paying Bender any mind. Uh-huh. And the professor announces that the clonomat has been fixed. His head appears as a big hologram <laughs> in the middle. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then uh, they, go, they, they go to the lab. Mm-hmm. The professor announces that they need the power of the elements themselves. And it's a total fake out because it looks like it's going to be lightning. And then Scruffy is down in the basement and just... Lowers them via low- bully. Uh-huh. <laughs> into the sub basement where the molten lava that it will actually be powering he the claim plugs it into the <laughs> crater true. it's very dumb <laughs> um <laughs> uh so this this allows the professor to get the cloning procedure going including the brain scan and the dna extraction bender comes in and is like hey fry it's time for the the talent show let's go do this thing fry is obviously busy and 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 i believe yells at him leave me alone Bender gets so jealous that he grabs the fossilized Seymour and throws him into the magma. The professor points out that the fossil is made of dolomite, the tough black material that won't cop out when there's heat all about, so that the, the fossil may survive yet. Uh, Fry descends to go, try to go in after uh, Seymour, as everyone tells him not to. He strips off all of his clothes, like that's going to make a difference, which I love. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they tackle him to, to try to... Yeah. He he's he as he's yelling he'd come after me. We then go to January first, two thousand again, 
where Seymour is running through New York following Fry's traces, including going to a barber shop where Fry's hair had not been cleaned up yet, and he and Seymour eats a little bit of it. It's very weird. It made me think of your dog. It sure does. Yeah, my <laughs> dog's weird. Uh, he eats uh, everyone's hair, really, when you think about it. Um, uh, he does find applied cryogenics and sneaks inside after somebody is throwing away the pizza box. In the present i.e the future bender feels really bad he's Mm -hmm. like i assumed you were just pretending to love the dog to toy with my emotions it's like what have i done and then zoidberg's there like you haven't done anything don't beat yourself up (laughs) zoidberg is so disinterested with the entire thing it's hilarious bender decides to jump into the lava because he's made of 40 percent dolomite so he should be fine maybe perhaps he he jumps in he's like oh it's very hot oh it's very very hot uh his seams open and a lot of steam comes out of him Back in, in uh, January 1st, 2000, uh, Seymour is barking at Fry frozen in the tube, mm-hmm. and Fry's parents show up to claim Seymour, but they totally miss that Fry is in the tube. So They don't even look up. They miss him by like this much. This much. Like it, they're it's literally amazing. in front of this tube, and they're just like, come on, you dumb mutt. Let's go find Fry. Yeah, it said, lead us to Fry, and Seymour is just like pawing, like trying to get back to Fry. It's, that is it. I, I don't mean to like stop the podcast here, but man, such a sad moment because you Seymour can see him uh-huh. and it's just heart melting. Sorry. Let's get to the sad. Parts. Let's get to the sad part. So in the future, i.e. the present, Leela starts ripping off her clothes to go after Bender, which is ridiculous. I mean, this is when <laughs> Professor gives the best line of the episode. <laughs> Professor Lava Hot. Bender erupts out from the earth, uh, holding Seymour, and he's like, that's why they call me Bender the Magnificent. And then they put... F- uh, His C- eyes melt. <laughs> they put Seymour on the uh, the clonomat, and they start extracting the DNA, and it's at this point the professor says he was uh, that he lived to 15. A little thing pops up on mm-hmm. the screen that says the dog's age was 15. And Fry's like... Uh, he got he lived for 12 more years after I got frozen and then he just immediately smashes the the clonomat oh sure smash the smart guys machines and he gives a speech where he's like Seymour lived a whole life after I was gone and then uh Fry gives sort of the final line of the episode which is uh I'll never forget him but he forgot me a long time ago uh cue Connie Francis's I will wait for you um, and we see a montage of Seymour waiting, sitting out in front in of Panucci's. Ex- in the exact same spot for 12 years as people walk by and seasons change and sign- uh, letters are falling off the sign and Old trees man, are Panucci getting cut down. And, um, and then the very last scene, oh man, which I have to say, trying not to cry, the very last cut <sighs> is Seymour sort of lies down and closes his eyes and then there's credits nope yeah okay yeah uh it's it i i may be going into territory for our next segment but boy howdy that's such an effective thing we we've seen this episode multiple times and we're still about to cry it's yeah i've seen it so many times and just every time every time it hit me when I was watching it before this to do the notes. It hit me now talking about it. Yeah. It hit me once. I was explaining this episode to my girlfriend who has not seen 
Um, she's been catching up on Futurama since mm-hmm. I started this podcast. We were in a coffee shop, and for some reason this came up, and um, we were sitting in this coffee shop, and I was explaining to her. She's like, okay, I want to know. Why is this so sad? Like, just spoil it for me. It's fine. And I was sitting there in this f***ing coffee shop, Waiting for our coffee, trying to not cry while talking about why this episode is so sad. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous thing because it's just, it is such a sad episode. It's true. Um, And it's like, <laughs> like, because I, I mentioned on the very first episode that uh, my, for a long time, my Wi-Fi password was Jurassic Bark because I would never forget it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to change it because pe- whenever people would come over, they'd be like, oh, can I log on to your Wi-Fi? I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, here's my, here's the name. I'm like, cool, what's the password? And I'd be like, oh, it's Jurassic Bark. And then one of two things would happen. Either they're like, you mean like Jurassic Park, but with, with a B? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or I'd be like, oh, it's Jurassic Bark. And then I'd be like, fuck you! <laughs> like... <laughs> it was one of those two reactions. Either you had seen this or you hadn't. And I definitely got a lot of f- you reactions mm-hmm. from the people who had seen it. So, but you got to admit, you'll never forget that Wi-Fi password. Oh, absolutely never. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it is a very, it's a very sad episode. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you? feel is it my pre-grades grades it's well it's your how, i mean it's sad how how much did this <laughs> fuck you up i i mean i i i don't think i'm to the point of like see again a lot of this is going to go into the grades territory i worry okay but. no that's fair we can we can hold off on that for for grades it's just like oh the one thing i did want to point out too okay go on because i find this an interesting tidbit is that um, in the original script, it wasn't going to be a dog. It was going to be his mom. Uh, Fry's mom was going to spend all this time looking for him and not uh, not giving up and, and trying to find him. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they decided to not do this as the, the plot was that they felt that it was too sad. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I have to be like, <laughs> okay, so you said this was too sad, so you decided to take it sadder because i feel yeah. that there is a de- there's definitely a a small subset of the population for whom a story about a mom searching for her missing son is going to hit way harder than this mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people have had pets pets mm-hmm. unfortunately don't outlive us yeah. most of the time like we've a lot of us have had to deal with that loss yeah and then just the fact that, like, you know, a, a a human being has that agency of, like, they are able to make that decision, mm-hmm. whereas, like, a dog does not have that ability. Like, it doesn't know what's going on. Right. It's just... It doesn't have the so that, ability to. So, like, I, I get why they're like, no, 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 no. A story about Fry's mom looking for him is too sad. But holy f- guys like <laughs> uh so um so yeah with with all that said um <laughs> unless you have any other specific things um I, I honestly, before grades i i mean uh 
I do think that this relies, uh, this episode relies on, uh, I, I think even that discussion, we, you know, discussing whether it was the mom or the, the dog were kind of, impl- you know, it, everyone is going to have a different opinion about that, those two concepts for a, a comedy show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I want to point out. This yeah, that's is a true. Comedy this show. is a com- uh, yeah comedy show <laughs> uh, where where some people may not have dogs growing up or what have you, and like I think that's where I kind of fall. Like I had dogs growing up, but they were all kind of jerks. Uh, our my first dog was named Nibbles. Okay, I uh, imagine there's a reason for that. Oh, uh, I got some nibbles taken out of me. Uh, so I wasn't a huge dog person. In fact, I probably wasn't until we got my current dog. Um, in uh i'm a cat person if that means anything but like i i I grew up with you know my mom was the dominant person in my life like it would it would be devastating for me to watch an episode of of fry's mom trying to find him sure where i think it's just perspective based in that way but i i 100 percent understand why the you know clearly it's it's devastating because like i watched it today and it was real close my man Uh uh-huh yep um but I, I, I'm just saying that the, I, I can see the point of it's too sad, but it's very sad. It's it's all sad for a comedy it's, show. It's all sad for a comedy show. And it has such legendary status that we actually reached out to uh, some of our podcasting friends to uh, give us their thoughts about what what they thought about this sad, sad episode. This is Amity from the Latecomers podcast, and I have seen Jurassic Park approximately 10 times because every time I think I'm going to relax when I see Futurama coming on the TV in a couple of minutes, I change the channel, and it's that episode every time. I don't think I've seen another episode in the last four years, but I watch it, and I cry, and I think someday the show will make me laugh. Hey guys, this is Justin. I'm the creator and host of the Channel Surfing Podcast. I also did the Casey Kasem impression. My thoughts about the episode Jurassic Bark is that it is hands down the saddest episode of Futurama. I've seen every episode of Futurama several, several, several times. However, Jurassic Bark I have only seen twice. The second time I was watching it with my sister, and when the episode ended without saying a word, she got up and left the room, and I believe it was to cry. So on top of the memory of how sad the episode is, I have the memory of my sister being sad as well. So it is my least favorite episode. Thank you guys for the podcast. You're both awesome, and best wishes. Hey, this is Aaron from Unabashedly Obsessed. So Jurassic Bark, huh? Why? Why did, why did you do that to me, Ben? Mike, why did you do that to me? Why did, why? Why did you let me watch that and not warn me about how sad and heartbreaking and just absolutely awful it was? Why? I thought we were friends, guys. Why would you do that? I hated it. Hi, I'm Elion from both Fantasy Shorts and Capes and Japes. And the thing that always gets me about uh, Jurassic Bark is that by the end of it, Everybody gets some sort of closure except for the dog. Fry learns that Seymour had this long life and he assumes that it's happy and fulfilled. And Bender learns something about friendship and Seymour's just sitting there waiting day after day after day. And it's just devastating. So I I think that about (laughs) everybody's kind of on the same page. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for sending in the uh, <laughs> responding to our call of watching the saddest episode of Futurama possible and sending something in. Now uh, we're now sorry look, for any scarring that look, happened. To be fair, 
the only person who specifically watched this episode to send us a clip was Aaron, for whom I am eternally sorry that we put you through this. Yeah, I, 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 I can't offer to pay the therapist, uh, <laughs> but you should probably get an appointment. Yeah, uh, so sorry to Aaron, <laughs> but uh, thanks to everybody else who sent in Yeah, thank you uh, all so much. Clip. Um, and uh, we also have another fantastic surprise. We actually have an interview with uh, none other than friend of the podcast, Tema, and Mike's wife, which uh, we can go to right now. now. We're joined today by two guests. Uh, we have our returning guest, friend of the podcast, Tema. Hello. And we also have a new guest, Mike's wife, Stacy. Hello. And uh, they both have some pretty strong feelings about this episode. They sure do. And yep. some, of that, some of that is very much directed at Mike's presentation of this episode. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to get into that. Uh, if one of you wants to just tell us about Jurassic Park. So I, I had seen... <laughs> As I think I discussed the last time I was on, I've actually seen a lot more Futurama <laughs> than I thought I've ever seen. So I, I had actually seen this first run or like first rerun somewhere in that range. And I had forgotten about this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so the second time I watched it, which is what I'm going to um, blame Mikey for. Uh, Fair. It, it, it was kind of a horrifying experience. <laughs> But since mine is really upsetting, I'm going to start with Stacey. Stacey, how did you first see this episode? Um, gosh, what year was it? It was it was probably far closer to first run than Tema's experience because Tema's experience was this year. Yeah, it was just year. about this time last year, actually. Yeah, this was, is more like oh, like nine or so. I years mean, it ago. was back on Adult Swim at that point, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's still on Adult Swim, and you're such a. Um, I okay. I re I want to <laughs> let's dive into that one because I'm not sure if I agree. I definitely look. I agree? don't have any defense for Temas. I don't have any defense for te my whatsoever. <laughs> but I don't understand why I'm blamed for that one. It was just on Adult Swim. No, I mean you're. I I didn't pull it up on the DVD or anything. But you knew yes. what was coming. You knew what was coming. You didn't say anything. Well, I don't. That know. makes no. Okay, granted. No. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. No. No. Hey, All I'm right. talking here. Um, you're a nice. <laughs> that's why I'm married to you. Okay. But you were an <laughs> for not preparing me for what was about to come in that episode. No. No. Hold. No. Hold on. Maybe. Okay. Hold on. There. There's a lot of people that don't want to be warned about things. That people don't like spoilers. Welcome to the Stacy Mikey Therapy Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we just need saying. It. I'm just. I'm just saying. People don't like spoilers. If I'd spoiled it for you, you wouldn't have had the same reaction to the art okay, it was okay. art maybe part of it was my fault i should realize that anything with a dog in it, it's going to be super sad that's fair yes i mean marley and me exists anything with a dog like red, where the red fern grows oh. um old oh Yeller, we're having feelings like, any, a lot of feelings going around <laughs> anything with a dog okay like something horrible happens i should have known that but it's a cartoon it's futurama like what the f i don't know okay so so because it's, a, I mean, I get there's a lot of people out there that are like cartoons can't be sad, and then they see this episode and it's all different. But so your problem it's with me is it's on the top list of most saddest episodes on TV. I did research. <laughs> You've done more research than I have for this moment. I, I came prepared. You sure did. What I'm saying though is that it, you're saying that I'm 
a jerk because I didn't warn you about this, even though like I, I would be spoiling the experience for you. I don't Is that care. what you're saying? May I jump in and be like, was the evening a sad evening? Were you guys no. having fun? No, we were two high schoolers yeah. lounging on a couch yeah. with no no parents around. All right. Watching. We're getting a little body for this <laughs> podcast, I think. You guys watch Futurama. I don't think it's that body. Fair enough. Yeah, no. Point retracted. Especially this episode. Um, <laughs> that, that's a mood killer. But, a little bit. Yeah, so we're laying on the couch together and watching this episode. I don't even remember remember most of the episode i didn't do that research um all i remember is that <laughs> yeah she's not she's not she, watching an episode of futurama for this podcast is a bridge too far i, I had think. better things to do in my day well, um, the last time she watched an episode of futurama was probably this one that's, no, that's actually no, pretty no. Fair. that's actually yeah that's a fair point i saw one more recently than that wait i've okay same as Tema. i've seen way more episodes than i thought because constantly i'm like oh yeah i remember that episode you, and you don't you're saying it like a oh man i can't believe i remember this episode either way yeah we're, we're getting off topic. we're getting to the point of the Let, story don't, don't what actually happened. come on bring it uh so i'm watching the episode and <laughs> it just hit me in the feels that day i was silent crying is probably the best way and true and i'm like sniffing and crying and and you turn around at me and you start laughing at me. Uh, no, you are no, 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 no. I remember this differently. At me. I remember this differently. Okay, okay. hey, Go I got to tell my story first. All right, fair enough. Um, so I'm crying. You turn around. You're like, <laughs> you're crying at a cartoon. I'm, la- and then I start okay. laughing I- because, yeah, I am laughing. I'm, I am crying at a cartoon. And suddenly it becomes this laugh cry fest where I can't stop laughing and I can't stop crying and you keep making fun of me. No, again, I'm going to interject here because I do think I have more defense for Stacy's story than Tem. I do not have a yeah, defense. Yeah, you story. have no defense we'll, for mine. We'll get put a pin in that one, uh, Stacy. I did not laugh at you. I, you looked really? at I. We looked at each other and then we both laughed at the same time because it was a ridiculous situation. Well, that's that's that, a convincing story, maybe right that there. Is what happened? I, I believe know, that one. The she point was, is, she just, I don't care. <laughs> she you just agreed at with me. me. I no, we were laughing at the situation, and then you were laughing. The situation crying. of your now wife, then girlfriend, crying over a dead dog. No, we both looked at this and was like, w- no, it's not. It's not even that it's a dead dog. That's let's, true. let's get to the real reason why this is so sad. It's that the fact that the dog waited and oh, I'm sorry, Tema. The, do- uh, the, the fact dog that the waited. dog waited <laughs> for Fry. Yeah. I had to think about what his name was for Fry. <laughs> well, boy, good future on the content. He remembers yeah. the dog. Not the dog. Uh, yeah. The dog waited and he's like, yes. oh, it's better to leave the dog. The dog probably didn't remember me anyway. The dog always remembers. The dog remembered. The do- oh. Because that's what makes the saddest story. The I, dog remembers. No, I under Yes. But again, I just want to. S- my my point of defense here is that we did not. First off, I didn't choose this episode. It came on Adult Swim. Yeah. But Second, you did not turn the channel. I mean, or it's Tony. Futurama. I like it's Futurama. Like, hey, this is a sadder episode. I, I like Futurama. It, it. I do a podcast about it now. Like that's how much I love this uh, this series. Uh-huh. Maybe I could have said something. It, this is a sad one, and maybe the interpretation of the ending, laughter, crying, may not have come off the th- way I thought it come off. I think you called me hormonal. 
Okay, then that was probably if I actually did that, I apologize because that's a really crappy thing to do. Yeah, it was the early two thousands. That doesn't was it? that doesn't excuse no. that. It still doesn't it excuse that. Either yeah. way, it doesn't excuse me for calling her hormonal. That's a really crappy thing to to do. Agreed, and I'm glad that you see that. Yes. Um, now all of this, it seems like Mikey could have some defense here mm-hmm. that he's plausible not, deniability. Plausible deniability of him being a sociopath on this episode. Yes, and, and granted that my my feelings have obviously softened since then. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you, you didn't. I, dunk you, you married his heart. him after all, so I, uh, she didn't. And apparently, I'm going to inherit the podcast. Yeah, that's well. We'll talk about that <laughs> okay, later. We'll that's talk fine. about that later. She she didn't dunk on me as hard as I thought she would, and oh, now here's Tema. Here's Tema. Yeah. So like I said. Mikey, with Stacy's story, plausible deniability on being a yeah. sociopath on this particular episode. He likes to yeah. make sure people say that last bit. Yeah, I again, I'm not a sociopath, except for when it comes to this episode for some reason. Yeah, so about this time last year, I had just started a new job um, in the same uh, for the same company that Mikey works for. And we were carpooling. And I can't remember why we were at my apartment waiting for the rest of our group of friends to come over. I was tired. And I'm like, you know what, Mikey, I just want to watch something funny. So I handed my tablet with Netflix up. <laughs> when you say Futurama it. specifically, and I'm like, Mikey, pick a funny episode of Futurama. <laughs> you are such an. Ass- See, I'm this just. Is what I'm I was emotionally I know, tired. Honestly, don't know why I wanted to be such a jerk with this one. Yeah. So I was emotionally tired. I was physically tired, and I just, I just wanted to laugh. And I'm like, they had just kind of start, like they were, you know, continuing, just starting uh, the podcast, and I'm like, Mikey would know which ones off the top of his head. Which ones would be funny? <laughs> so we're sitting in my apartment and the episode starts and I'm like, Jurassic Bark, that sounds that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, there's a dog in it. This this is gonna be great. So I'm like, okay, I vaguely remember this one. Oh, right, he had a dog. Okay. And then as the episode keeps going, like my brain is starting to fill in the gaps. And I start looking over at Mikey and he's just like, hmm, what? I'm just innocent watching Futurama. I'm like, Mikey, Mikey. And he's like, what? Just watch the episode. I'm like, wait, what What happens to the dog? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just watch the episode. And by the time my brain remembered that not only did the dog die in a natural uh, lifespan of a dog, which makes sense because, you know, everyone. Well, the that- dog lived forever. I mean, the dog lived for a very long time, but he then was. I don't remember exactly. He was just know, fossilized. Really he was fast fossilized. And just to to really drive this nail into your heart, the dog <laughs> waited 12 years. 12? A long time. Years. 12 years yeah. in front of a pizza place. And like up until that part at the end, like the episode oh. is kind of like just a Futurama episode. You get Bender being all like, I'm the best friend. This dead mm-hmm. dog, Fry. You want me to be your best friend, and Fry's like, "But you are my best friend." But this was my puppy, and then he has the be- he has the ability to bring this dog back. <gasps> yes, I remember now. Yes, and he oh. goes, <laughs> and he's like, "No, the dog probably lived a long life, mm-hmm. happy without oh, me." Yes, and again, oh. I'm starting to remember more and more of how this episode is going to end, and I start stopping not looking at the TV, just watching Mikey. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just watching the TV. Ha ha. Funny episode of Futurama. Are dogs the best? <laughs> and then the end happens. And you see that dog waiting. Yeah. 
waiting for Fry. Could you imagine if he had brought that dog back? The reaction? Stacey and I were at a winery today and got to play with a dog that was so excited for the ball it had. Like to the point where when it lost its ball at one point, I had to get up and help find this dog's ball because like I was getting anxious for it. That's the kind of crazy emotional person I am, but that doesn't matter. This episode adds even more. Mm -hmm. And I asked for something funny. I'm pretty sure the friend group showed up and I was bawling. Like honest to God, sobbing. Because the dog waited for him. Fry could have brought him back and thought that the dog didn't want him to. But yay, Bender gets to be the best friend. Hashtag Team Bender. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, don't don't bring <laughs> Team Bender into this. You're the one on blast here. It's true. Yeah, so um, I don't trust Mikey much anymore, uh, specifically when it comes to Futurama episodes. Do, do you have any... Um, justification for this one yeah I'm, I'm a little he curious really about this one my dude i become a sociopath when it comes to this specific episode of the specific television show futurama and i have no defense and i will take my lashings and i will take whatever punishment comes from this this was a year what ago and it's very punishment. still raw i don't know it is still very raw. tweet at back to futurama uh <laughs> with suggestions on how we should punish mike yeah because remember, oh I asked for a funny episode. No, yeah. <laughs> I wanted something I didn't have to think about. Something that I could just laugh. Silly fart jokes would have been wonderful. And instead you got the one of the most <laughs> infamous television episodes of all time. Not just of Futurama, but of all time. Um, I mean, I was, I was reading through a list of... Uh, things that were so sad that they would make you cry instantly. And I was going through, I'm like, nope, 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 ha, whatever, fine. And then I got to the song that they play at the end of this episode. And I was trying my best to not cry in the middle of my office. And this is the episode that Mike played for you when you mm-hmm. asked for something Wait, funny. When I asked for something funny, what there's a song played? they play at the end. Um, what is it? Um, I I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Uh, mm-hmm. It is sad song dot dog. <laughs> sad, sad, like, sad it's song up there dot dog. with like the song that Iroh sings. It's it's something like I will wait for you or something. If it takes forever, I will wait for you. Like it just it just stabs you in the heart, rips your heart out, throws it against the wall, picks it up, throws it again, and then steps on it, which is what Mikey did to me. Yeah, I should also mention I'm. A crazy dog person that because no. of my apartment, no. I don't get to have a dog. Um, so I'm I'm dogless. Like I I take I I I get my dog fixed with Stacy and Mikey's dog. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that like you'll see dogs walking on the street and the owner is like, oh, you know, they're a rescue, they're really shy around people. Well, they just just started licking you. How are you doing? Like I'm that kind of dog person. Dogs love me and I love dogs. And he showed me this episode. Uh, the the song is called "I Will Wait for You," uh, sung by Connie Francis. Uh, he waited for twelve I know. years. I don't have a defense, Tema, and I apologize. And I know my real anger should be at the writers of the show, except that no. they were creating art. You were doing some weird performative assery. Yeah. And he waited even in f- while f- being fast fossiled. Like, wait, why was he fossiled? Because plot. <laughs> 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 it's explained in the the first movie, um, but 
in in the original in the original run, it's never actually explained why he was fast fossilized. Yeah, just that he was. The movies aren't sad. They're just not as I know, but they're sad for a different reason. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to it on the podcast. Those I know I have not seen. So by that point, I'll be like, no, I don't know. Please. Back to the Futurama podcast. Explain to me what happened in this episode. Well, on the plus side, no dogs die in the movies. So there's that. And I will guarantee that. I'm not like Mike, who's going to be like, yo, no dogs die in this. I swear. Wink. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I've burned that bridge. <laughs> that's like, a, that's a bridge in, you only get to use I'm not once. in charge of d- choosing media anymore. It's for like the you're entire expecting group. Slapshot and you get Angela's ashes. Like that was what he gave me. I, I sent a video of a, of a board game over to Tema and I'm pretty sure she's not going to watch it. Because I have it, not checked it out yet. Because again, I think she's terrified there's a dog that dies in it. That's I, I always take anything he sends me. I'm like, mm, that's pretty fair. I don't know. Um, so I th- I think we're about to, uh, about to wrap up. But is there anything else that either of you would like to add about this episode um, or about uh, our good friend Mike here uh, and his being a sociopath? Yes, good friend is important. I don't want to. I mean, that ladder. Well, I know it's, I just uh, I friend. Oh, dang it! Good. I I fell down the ladder. We a little bit. we all heard that story, Mike. You got to earn that good back. All right. I will I ask you this, Mikey. Good. If you could go back in time, would you still do it? That's a very good question. <laughs> and by that smile on your face, I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I had not done this, we would not have this period. This this here was good. It was funny. My soul hurts. You, it's therapy. Like, it's group what, therapy. Was it Aaron that sent in the... Why? why? Oh, yeah. No, I'm kind of with her on that. No, Why? I understand. Why that. would anyone make someone else watch this episode? F- fair, but we, but this is going to be good comedy. So the answer is yes, you still would. Therefore, so, you are not sorry. So you do That's it for the fair. laughs, aka making me laugh. And okay, cry. again, plausible deniability. We looked at each other and then we both started <laughs> laughing at the same time. Maybe I don't know. In time, this will fade, Tema. <laughs> <laughs> aka, it's fade for me. It just takes like ten years. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's an ETA no, of uh, I will say, 2027. Yeah. Nice. I, I would like to hear if anyone has ideas for ways how to we get can, back. Yeah. How him. can we punish Mike? What what can we make Mikey watch or do that would be the equivalent of, hey, let me watch something funny. You did what now? Or worse. That's fine, too. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and, and tweet at Back to Futurama so that you can decide how I'm going to have a rough day. It's like a choose your own adventure book of punishing a podcaster that you don't actually know. It's kind of like a Goosebumps choose your own adventure there. Yeah, exactly. Because bad things are going to happen on most pages. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that happens on every choose your own adventure book, but Get I digress. to page 20, check footnote three. On page 20, Mike gets eaten by a dragon. So everyone wins. Well, hi. (laughs) And I get the podcast. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you both for coming to talk about the uh, trauma that uh, your friend and husband have bestowed upon you. And uh, I will let you know what Twitter says to, uh, to do to him in retaliation. Thank you. Thank Anytime. You. So, uh, yeah, about that, Mike. Yeah. Well, now that we've done all that, <laughs> shall we go to grades? So, yeah, I think we've, 
I, I, I think that we've said a lot about this episode already. Um, very clearly, I think this this is uh probably the most effective episode of Futurama that exists. It it sets out to tell a story, and it is very successful in doing that. It is also designed to make everyone as sad as possible, and I think as we've explored in this episode, it's made both our, the hosts, our our guests, and also the people that sent in clips very sad. It's pretty universally sad, yes. Uh, so, speaking from how it, what it came out to do and how it came out to be, it has to be an A plus for me. It it is. It it is the one episode of Futurama that transcends nerd geekdom to be in the like cultural zeitgeist to me, because like you said, either people will will think it's just a dumb pun, or it's on IGN's saddest television shows of all time. Yeah, absolutely. List. So I I really think that. Usually, usually, I don't think I'd give a sad episode of a comedy show an A plus, but this is so overwhelmingly successful in what it put goes out to do and does. It has to be an A plus for me. I don't think there's anything else that I could give it. I mean, I'm maybe pretty, an A plus plus. I'm pretty much on the same page. Um, I mean, I I think you I think you nailed it. I, yes, it is. It is infamous in what it is. I mean, like I said in that interview, there was literally a day where I was going through a whole list of things that were supposed to make you cry from just having read it on this page of sad things. And I got about halfway through the list and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I know, but it's just a TV show. It's just a movie. Whatever. Doesn't none of this none of this matters. And then I got to the song listening to i will wait for you it didn't even name this episode by name it just it mm. just named the song and i was like oh fuck you list <laughs> because it worked it f-ing worked like yeah. i was sitting there just trying to not sob at the mention of a song mm-hmm. because i because of this association with this episode and so you're right it absolutely sets out to do a thing it does that thing well it is it is phenomenal how well it's written mm-hmm. little things like fry saying oh you're always here waiting for me uh whenever i come back or the fact that he tells seymour just like i'll be back in a bit just wait for me right here like there's so many little details yeah. where it is just this perfect execution of a very 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 sad thing Mm -hmm. the only thing i have against this episode is that it comes at you with no warning it's true because you are going into this being like yeah i'm gonna watch a funny tv show about crazy people in the future and then it's like oh hey by the way everything's the worst forever watch this dog fucking die like it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And that's the only bad thing I have to say about this episode. Doesn't mean I always necessarily want to watch it. No. Oh, absolutely not. This is a once in a wild thing. But the brilliance of this episode shines through and I'm in total agreement. A plus. It's 
phenomenal. Sad, but phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I think that mostly does it for us here, but we'd love to hear what you have to think about this episode. In, in fact, believe it or not, this episode is so infamous that we got a fan who emailed us to discuss this episode. Oh, wow. Okay, awesome. Because we mentioned it was coming up. It's from Carl, who's uh, actually emailed us before. Oh, awesome. Um, Hi, Carl. I won't read the whole thing just because we're running short on time. But um, uh, so he says, I know in the past you have talked about how episodes have aged and have suffered as a result. Jurassic Bark has, if anything, gained cult status, often showing up in lists of things which make people cry and often get accompanied by shock statements about it being a cartoon. Trying to recall my original feelings when I first watched this episode in 03 or 04 and trying to be impartial on this watching, I think up to 20 minutes it's fine and not much else. It's got some good jokes like Seymour Asses and Intercom Guy, Fry's native dance of the Bronx, and the girls wrestling because their gun is way over there. It's also got some touching misguided Bender moments. Hashtag Team Bender. Thank you, Carl. But But generally... I find it kind of bumbles along never knowing where it's going. Up to that 20-minute point, I'd say it's a solid B. But then the biggest bam! Now we've got a taster of what Futurama can do, luck of the Fryrish, but with end- an ending that destroyed is destroyed by Seymour waiting loyally for 12 years outside Panucci's Pizza until his fast fossilization. It brings it up to an easy A and strengthens the rest of the episode on rewatching. He he goes on, again, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he goes on to say that basically since, since he... Uh, has now gotten a dog it goes up to an a plus plus oh sure because 100 percent. i mean it's super sad and mm-hmm. yeah well, well thank you carl yeah um yeah I, thank you for sending in an email for talking about jurassic bark and and we and i don't know what else to say about it it's true so if if any of you want to let us know what you think about uh, Jurassic Bark, or maybe a happier episode of Futurama, maybe or just an, yeah. anything happy that you used to get yourself through this episode the first time you watched it. We want to know. Don't forget to send us punishments for Mike for yeah. making Tema watch that this sad, sad episode. You can tweet at Back to Futurama for those, or you can email us at Back to the Futurama Podcast at Gmail dot com. <laughs> We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts. So find us, review us, rate us, subscribe. And, you know, maybe we should just all have a good cry together. I like how you're wallowing in shame. And I'm just like, email us. Back to, like, <laughs> it's good times. Yeah. So Good, good um, times is what you refer to it as. With all that said, uh, we really do hope that you enjoyed our very special episode of Back to the Futurama. We had a lot of fun here tonight. But remember, don't make your friends watch this episode Yes, d- when don't they want something happy. Sp- please don't spring it on people. I don't know why I'm a sociopath with this one episode of television, but if if I can just give everyone one piece of advice, don't be a sociopath with this episode of television. People will hate you for it. Like Aaron. Uh huh. Oh, she hates us forever. Uh huh. And until next time, we will wait for you. I'm Ben. And I'm like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.